Yes, ma'am. Yo, yo, yo. We are back with another episode of Hood Talk Podcast. Yay! Come on, on man. Come on now. Raise the roof. Raise the roof. <laughs> Ooh, the crowd's extra hype today. Yeah, they are. Mm. They off that water. You know what I'm saying? Off that, that water and that fruit. You know, it 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 get you that energy. Yeah. <laughs> so we're gonna get this thing rolling. So today you got me sleep. You got Envy. That's up. And over in the corner we have Miss Leslie Lovelace. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome to the basement. Welcome to Welcome. the basement. Welcome to. Having me, I'm so excited to be here. Yeah. We're so excited to yes, have we're you. Excited like, to have you. really, like <laughs> I I really appreciate you reaching out to us because. I don't want people to think that we are just one type of podcast. I want to get all types of stories, not just entrepreneurs, Mm -hmm. but the story that she's about to tell. We about to find out about Miss Leslie Lovelace. And it's her 14-year anniversary brain tumor survivor. Yeah! Yes. Yes. I wish we had some balloons and confetti. Yes, that would have been like. I, I felt I it mm-hmm. on the inside. Yes. I, yes. That would have been a great idea. We really should have had that. A good idea. Yeah, that's awesome. But I awesome. felt that. I feel. I feel the love in the room. Oh, yes, of course. So, yes. yes, thank you very much. I appreciate that, y'all. No problem. So, for those who don't know you, um, where are you from? I am actually born and raised here in Dayton, Ohio. Mm-hmm. I am a Patterson Co-op, the best high school. Okay, shout out Patterson. Go ahead on, Beaver. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Beaver till I die. Yes, ma'am. I'm an alumni of Central State. <laughs> okay, how oh, oh, awesome. We got two Class going here. Alumni. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See, we're sisters already. <laughs> yes. yes. So, so what was it like growing up in um, Dayton, Ohio? Oh, it was amazing. I've always loved my city. I'm sold out for Dayton. Now, I didn't grow my family up in Dayton. I mm-hmm. actually uh, moved to Georgia in 99, so I was there for 20 years. But okay. um, growing up as a child, I mean, I had the best childhood. My, um, We lived on the west side of Dayton. I lived right on Tampa Avenue. Okay. Down uh, by the Soda Bass, mm-hmm. yeah. down the street. And um, my dad was um, a community activist, you know, he's a okay. city commissioner. Um, what was your dad's name? Dean, you know, my- Dean Lovelace was Oh, that's your dad. Okay, yes. shout My daddy. Yes, mm-hmm. I love Dean. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. so um, he always had us heavily involved in the community, always dragging me around everywhere. Because I'm eight years older than my sister and um, okay. 12 years older than my brother. So they were like non-factors to me. I was yeah. like, why are they here? <laughs> right. I wanted a, a sister that was my age, you know. So. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um. So I had a, I had an amazing childhood. You know, I've had an amazing life. Actually, I've been really blessed. I've got an amazing family, amazing friends, good support system. So, um, all of this happening to me, this brain tumor, is just um proof that you know God placed all these. You know, place me in this situation mm-hmm. yes, and um, allow me to go through this not alone. So. Yes, yeah, yes, because yeah. yeah. a, a good support system is very important so at times important. like that. You and know what I'm saying? During my journey, you know, like having this, um, I'm in a. I used to be a part of a support group for brain tumor survivors, and the particular one that I had, which I'll tell you about in a second, but um, a lot of those people don't have any support. You know, they don't right. have the families um, and friendships that I had to kind of just listen to them or or weigh this out with them because it's it's, it's challenging um, mm-hmm. dealing with this. So in 2009, I found out that I had a brain tumor. It was called an acoustic neuroma, and that tumor was on my facial and auditory nerve. Now, why does a tumor do that? I have no right. idea, but that's what happened. And I had just turned 40, so I was in, um, I was, you know, in the time of my life where I was, I had something planned that whole year. Like, every mm-hmm. 40 days, I had a calendar of events that I had mailed out to family and friends, and mm-hmm. I was, you know, going to just enjoy my whole entire year, but this 
certainly put a damper in it. Like it just what 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 made you think that something was wrong? You know what 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 was going on with you that made you initially sorry. Something ain't right. Something's going on. Mm-hmm. Well, um, actually, there were two things that happened. So the first thing was I um, would put the, my cell phone up to my ear, and I could barely hear. And I would always have to switch it to my left ear. So I was like, what's that about? And mm-hmm. so I went to the um, ear, nose, and throat specialist. Um, that's what my family practitioner advised. And mm-hmm. they said, oh, have a, a sinus infection, you know. They just oh. she spent all of ten minutes with me and was like, "Yeah, you just probably have a, a sinus infection," you know. So I was like, "Okay," you know. They always want to throw medicine at you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then um, I had a family trip planned for you know my son who uh, was turned turning eight, and we went to um, actually it was my was that my daughter? Oh Lord, I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> He's eight years younger than my daughter, so um, I think it. Was, I think we took him to Disney World, and when we went, um, yeah, that was like in February. Um, there was something going on with my eye, and I just I was like, sister, you know, can you see, you know, anything in my eye? Like it just felt like I had a wood chip in it. Like mm-hmm. that's how painful it was. And so I was getting drops and just kind of just doing that, but it wasn't, nothing was working. Mm -hmm. So then when I returned from my trip, I'm sitting at my desk at work and I looked in the mirror and my eye wouldn't blink. So I was like, that's what's wrong with my eye. I got all excited. Like, I know what's happening. My eye won't blink. It's just dried out. But then why is it doing that? Right. Right. So then I went to the, um, yeah, that's scary. (laughs) It is scary because I was like, you know, I literally having to shut it down to make it go. So then I went to my eye doctor, and he said, I don't see anything wrong with your eye. You know, did his little test, and he said, but I want you to see a neurologist. You know, because mm-hmm. that that's weird. Like, I've never seen this. So he sent me to the neurologist, and at the time, I didn't, I wasn't processing. Like, everything just was, like, no big deal. Like, okay, what they going to find out? Like, what's happening? Right. So, I go to the neurologist, and he immediately um, diagnosed me with Bell's palsy. Have you guys seen Bell's palsy in people? No, ma'am. It's, What's that? It's a droop. It's like a little droop in your face. So sometimes it's, it looks almost like this, mm-hmm. which is why people af- ask me often if I had a, a stroke or if I have Bell's palsy. Okay. So I was like, no, but Bell's palsy usually can... Um, should be treated with a steroid and then it'll it'll go back. I have no idea. I guess it's something in the brain that just causes your like a light light droop and everything. Mm-hmm. But he said, mm-hmm. but it really does. He said, I really want to be a hundred percent sure. Um, let's get you an MRI. And he said, I want you to do the one with the dye in it though. You know, so we can see your mm-hmm. whole brain. Right. And so I said, okay, should I be worried? He said, probably not. You probably have Bell's palsy. I'm going to give you the steroid. And I said, don't those make you fat? (laughs) (laughs) Right, yeah. I was like, can I just wait until I find out what what it is? You know, he was like, yeah, if you you want. So go to the neurologist, do my MRI. um, And then I guess about, I can't remember how many days later, he called me into his office and he shut out all the lights, and he said, this is your brain, and this is a tumor on your brain, this little tumor right here. Mm-hmm. And so then, all of a sudden, I was like, now what are you right. saying? Mm-hmm. I was like, so I'm, I'm going to die? <laughs> you know, like, right. um, I said, is this cancer? He was like, no. He said, it's benign. He said, it's a slow-growing tumor. He said, and it's not life-threatening, but you should probably have surgery right away. So I was like, so it's not life-threatening, but I need to have surgery right away. Like, right, that doesn't make sense. Like, <laughs> okay, and I said, no, are you supposed to tell me like this because I don't have nobody here with me. Like, I, I really feel weak right now. Like, I just, right. like mm-hmm. I'm not understanding what's happening. Why, why does this happen? He told me most times Caucasian people get this tumor that I had. He said it's an acoustic neuroma that lies on the auditory and facial nerve. 
and he said um, it was like uh, the size at the time it was like the size of a strawberry. So, that's, um, that's that's pretty big, that's big. Yeah. yeah so yeah. he was like yeah you need to go ahead and he said uh it's too late for you to do radiation you're gonna have to do brain surgery i said and, somebody gonna have to cut in my head and that's messed up because mm-hmm. you were already going to the doctor trying to figure out what was going on yeah. with, you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying with your eye and then your and ear and they misdiagnosed which is that's so crazy a lot of doctors do that they do and that's why it's so important for us to know that something's not right. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have to settle for a doctor saying you're fine. Get a you second opinion. You're fine. <laughs> because when I think mm-hmm. back on it, you know, some years before, I had been dealing with vertigo often. Mm. And so every time I would go, they would just give me some medicine and mm-hmm. say, stay out of work for a couple of days and you'll be okay. Mm-hmm. But why am I getting vertigo? And it was probably and it was going probably on this then. little tumor mm-hmm. growing up in my head. That was causing me to have balance issues, you know. So, Mm -hmm. in retrospect, when I think about it, if I had gotten it checked out then, I might have been able to go through radiation and be saved from all this drama that I'm going through in my life. So, I I, I got another question. Um, So, before you found out, like, you had um, the tumor, were you, like, having a lot of stress in your life? Did they say, like, what caused it? Was it, like, ha- like habits, like bad eating? You know how they say sometimes, like, the food you sure. eat can cause stuff like that? Was that in- a case with you? Not at all. Um, as a matter of fact, I was in an amazing place in my life. You know, I had bought my home, living out in Covington with my two children. I'm a single mom. Mm-hmm. And um, I was doing pretty well, you know, in my finances. Um, had a good job. You know, just and then just excited about being 40 and just mm-hmm. starting a new chapter in my life. You know, like, okay, let's see what 40s are going to be like because mm-hmm. 30s were great. So right. Let's see mm-hmm. what 40s are going to be like. You know, just excited about everything. My daughter was going to be graduating the next year from high school and going to college. So it's just a lot of good things happening in my life. And then I was, at the time, um, I was very... Um, I was spiritually grounded. I had a great church home, good friends. I was a part of a leadership team. So I was real active in my church. And um, just things seemed kind of great, except no husband, no relationship. You know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) things were good. I was happy. So, and I exercised. I was taking good Mm -hmm. care of myself. So, yeah, things were good. So that, I don't know that that had anything to do with it. Okay. And I I said, God just. You know, he has a sense of humor sometimes. Yes, he you know, does. Sometimes he just got to, he throws us a curveball and, you know. Man, listen. He, just to he show us, show us that we you, we are a lot stronger than we give <laughs> ourselves credit for. And that's what he for. does. That's exactly what yeah. he's doing. And even though my journey is, you know, like it's taken me a little longer than it probably should because I'm so... Um, I'm so spoiled by God, you know, like mm-hmm. my relationship with him is, um, is precious yes. and I don't mind anybody judging me on how I deal with God because he right. deals with me. Right. <laughs> <But> <laughs> Period. I, I throw tantrums just like I do with my, with my earthly dad. Like I was, mm-hmm. just, I just, I get so upset and mad and you like, okay, I'm not, I'm not talking to you for, you know, some days or months. I don't know. Like, just, you know, because I know God can fix this. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, he can just think it and this will be done. I'm like, yeah. why do you, why am I having to go through this still, though? Like, why haven't you done it? Because I have the faith of mustard seed, you know. Mm-hmm. So, yes. I've got it. Like, I love you. He knows my heart. So, I'm like, why am I going through this? That's that's been my biggest thing is why do I have to go through this? But you know what? Um, sometimes, you know, not all the time while you're going through it, but after you've come through the hardest part, you look back and you be like, things that you learn yeah. during that process. Very you good. know, you'll see... Things that used to seem so important that used to stress you out and all that kind of stuff, 
They don't no, matter no more. It doesn't. I see everybody different. I mm-hmm. look at life different. Yeah. I mean, I've always been an open book. Mm-hmm. Like, I believe transparency is important. And, you know, in the black community, we are afraid to talk and let people know that we've got problems. You know, yeah. we, don't wanna, mm-hmm. we don't want people to see us as, you know, flawed in, in that or kind weak of way. broken, yeah. yeah. So, oh, she's got some with mental illness or mm-hmm. they're dealing with, you know, drugs, We all dealing with mental right. illness. You know, there's, there's, there's all these things that mm-hmm. we don't talk about, but see, we have to talk about it in order to get some resource or help. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, you might know somebody that I can go talk to. Maybe you see mm-hmm. me, maybe I tell you, I just, I can't stand myself, you know. I got a therapist you can talk to. I know this, or you know, like, so it's so important to talk, and that's why I'm always transparent about, if you want to know it, I'm going to tell it to you. Yes. Yeah. You know, even my parents did not enjoy me doing that. Like, <laughs> why are you telling us all this? Because that's my, I guess that's my therapy. Yeah, and you got to get, get it out. out. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I you got to get it out. I don't model. Yeah. I don't keep things inside. I got to let it go. Yeah. So, yeah. That's kind of me too. And I, and I had a question. Um, from what was the time span between your first doctor's visit until they figured it out? I think that I went to the. Um, I think that it was probably in 2008 when I started having the problems with my ear, um, and so I went like probably before the new year, and then um, uh, January I turned 40 on a little birthday trip and then my son's birthday was in February which is when I came back with the eye stuff so then um, probably not even I think by February the end of February or so that's when I was diagnosed yeah because I my surgery was in June so but if I look if I really want to be you know honest I really think the vertigo was a sign and that had been years like Three mm-hmm. years, three or four years of that. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Man, that is... You know, it kind of goes to, to um, the disparity of how we receive treatment and our other Caucasian counparts or, or people with money. Um, yeah. It's so exactly. sad that you went to one doctor and they tell you one thing and then you go to another. Because, you know... It's, that was the same with me. You know, I went to a doctor, you know, and he was just going to watch and wait. Oh. And I I'm, I told a, told a white lady <laughs> what the doctor said. <laughs> and she was like, oh, I've never heard of such. Because she's never had a doctor tell oh, her exactly. that. Exactly. And she said, oh, you need to go somewhere else where you're treated human. Well, okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to follow your advice. Right. Exactly. And I went up there to Ohio State and praise God. You know, thank thank God I'm free now. Yes. Otherwise, I'd have been right. sitting yeah. here. I wouldn't even be on the podcast. Right. We, exactly. What? We don't know what your fate would have been had right. you not been persistent. Yeah. yeah. That's important. So, everybody, go to the doctor and don't accept the first if if you know something's wrong, yeah, you know your body. Yeah. Yes, don't be accepting that first thing. Yeah, but doctors try to act like you don't know your body because I dealt with that with a doctor too. Every time I was trying to tell him, like I know how I'm supposed to feel, mm-hmm. he would make me seem like I was tripping. And then when I would go get other tests, it would come out like, yes, this is going on. Like I had an ulcer, so it was like I was oh. going through anemia, bad stomach pains, bad headaches, and stuff because it was leaking. So. It was like if I wasn't a cat being persistent about, hey, man, something, mm-hmm. something really going on with my stomach, man. I ain't never had no stomach aches like this before. Right. I wouldn't have known. A lot of times they, they, they act that. like you looking to, to get pain pills or something. Like you go, right. hey, everybody ain't really drug addicts. We just trying to get exactly. well. Right. <laughs> I know how I'm supposed to feel. And right. I'm not supposed to be in pain every day. Right. right. So, yeah. Yeah, I agree. You just you got to know yourself and you got to be your biggest advocate. You know, you got to do it. So yes. what 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 treatment, what was your treatments like? Um, so um, this my brain surgery was June the 25th, and um, it was nine hours of brain surgery. Wow. 
Ooh. Um, yeah, and they couldn't remove it all because it would have made this worse. Imagine this just being stretched up here. So they stopped and left the remnant of it um, behind to do uh, radiation on. So, um, do they have you awake during that? Because I've I've heard like when they uh, do operations on your brain, a lot of times they keep you they awake. Keep you awake. So, yeah, yeah, I guess it just kind of depends on what you know what your situation is. But for me, oh, no. Okay. But they did have some kind of tools or instruments to kind of radar um, how my face was reacting to them to them removing the tumor. So. Yeah, all I remember is, uh, can I pray with my doctors when we get in the surgery room? And they were like, sure. And so I said to the um, anesthesiologist, like, uh, is that what it is? Mm, Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like, what kind of cocktail you want? I said, give me something islandy. And um, (laughs) coming right up. And then the next thing I know, I was waking up to uh, Michael Jackson being dead, and um, I started losing my mind. I was like, I was like, what? Michael Jackson is dead? I started crying. The nurse was like, oh, no, it's a rumor. It's just a rumor, honey. Don't worry. She was like, just rest, just rest, because I was like, where am I? I said, I can get to pray with my doctor. Right. You worried about Michael Jackson, girl. I was devastated. <laughs> I, 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 I was, was too. That means you was okay. Was morning. I was like, I said, they lied to me. I saw oh the news. God. I said, oh, my God, he really is dead. They I lied know. to me. And I just, I had a, I watched, I was devastated. Oh, uh, Michael was my boy. But you yeah. were so grateful that God number one, kept you here. Yeah. <laughs> I was, and I was. I was grateful. Yes. I was, but I saw my face and instantly was like, oh, my goodness. But then I said, you know what? God is going to fix this, you know? I'm, yes. yes. I, I ha- you know, I believe. You You're know? beautiful. And yes, you are. You are. to change this thing. So I was like, I'm good. I'm fine. Yeah. yeah. I'm fine. But I ended up catching an, an infection that no one ever gets, they say. <laughs> you would be right. the one to get all these exceptions. Right. <laughs> so I was in the hospital. Uh, they wanted me to stay. Like, well, I think I was, my original stay was like two or three days. And then um, what they, you know, said they couldn't release me because of this infection. So they were like, well, we can put a stent in your, um, on your arm if somebody can, you know, help put the medicine in every day. And my mother came into town to care for me. So I said, Mom, can you please do this? I just want to go home. And she was yeah. like, okay, okay, I can try. Mm-hmm. But that was uh, that was a story in itself. Honey. Like when I tell you, my mother, she, I had a, a nurse that lived next door to me. So she came and helped my mother out. Thank God. Another blessing. It's yeah. just a blessing. See? I'm telling you, I was surrounded. God is good. By love, <laughs> for real. And I was home and I stayed home. And um, my the things that happened to me were, uh, I did have some balance issues. So I had to do therapy for that. I was always falling. Um, I did have to kind of learn how to write again because my handwriting was just, crazy I was like oh no I can't I don't know what to do you know just it's not doing right so (laughs) and then I ended up having to get a um a gold weight in my eye to help close it so it still doesn't blink as often and I this is the one thing right here this is number two this eyeball I just want to leave her at home a lot because she just gets on my nerves I tell you I'm in pain so much because my eye is dry. But when I use drops, it feels like, mm-hmm. you know, water on a grease, you know, like sizzle. And then those lubricant, those, uh, you know, the gel kind, mm-hmm. they mm-hmm. make me feel like I have something lodged in my yeah. eye all day. Yeah, I so like that gel. It's just a no win. Like, I can't find a, a good solution for it. I just be like, goodness, Lord. Oh, why? Just always asking him, why? Why me? 
Can't you just at least take the eye pain away? (laughs) It's going to happen. One day it's going to happen. I've learned that, you know, he chose people that he know can handle it. Mm. Now, I agree. And be gracious about it and still acknowledge his goodness in it. Oh, God is amazing. Now, listen, don't ever think that I'm not grateful. A lot of times people will think that I'm not mm-hmm. um, because I, you know, I try not to complain like I used to. Like, I I went through some stages, y'all. Like, after this happened, I just just was walking like, God's going to fix this. You know, I'm mm-hmm. going to be okay. But by the time I go back to work, this is all going to be fixed. I mean, mm-hmm. I had to wear sunglasses because the sun was like kryptonite, you know. And mm-hmm. sometimes it still is. Like, I can't. Be out there, the heat, the mm-hmm. any kind of weather, just the elements just mess with my eye. Um, I had to, you know, most of the time I had to drink out of a straw because, like, you know, it's just dripping stuff okay. all over me. Mm-hmm. There's, there's no sensation on on this side of my face, so I'm sitting lodged with food all on my face at a restaurant, and people are looking at me like. Nobody's telling me I got food on my face. I'm like, gosh, so now I'm always in the mirror, you know, looking at the phone, making sure that in between bites, I'm, you know, I'm doing Mm -hmm. stuff. But when God did not heal, did not, I'm healed. When he didn't restore me in the timing that I was thinking, oh, I started acting a fool. I was just Mm -hmm. about to ask you, how did you deal with it mentally? Oh, my Mm -hmm. goodness. I I was good until I wasn't. Like, I was like, God, you leaving me like this? I don't have a husband, you know. I don't have. I don't have everything I want yet. What? Okay, so what we gonna do, God? Like, how's this? How you gonna work this out? What I gotta do? You know, am I not being obedient? Am I not listening? So I just I start wowing out, like just getting on my nerves, getting on my friends' nerves. You know, just everything was negative. A complaint, just boy. I mean, I would be in the department stores trying to find something to wear and see somebody staring at me and be like, what are you looking at? You know, right. like, don't look at me like that. Mm-hmm. Like, I hate it. Don't now, do people can be very yes. cruel. Yes, yeah, they can. You know, well, and that's what I found. Like, mm-hmm. I was being cruel. I mean, I was just being over the top. Just just wanted to be mean and nasty because I was... Well, you were adjusting. I was, yeah. I was just mad. Yeah. You know, I yeah. was just like, God. I understand that. Believe me. Oh, my Believe goodness. Me. I was just like, oh, I don't mm-hmm. want to be like this. So, I mean, my daughter's getting ready to graduate. My son's in school. You know, like, his, her friends, his friends looking at me. You know, everywhere I go, I'm being stared at, double take. Nobody wants to stare at me. I'm like, this sucks. But it took this little girl in the grocery store to uh, to turn me around. She came up to me and she said, what happened to your face? And I said, oh, let's see, how can I explain to this little six-year-old? Um, I said, do you know what a sore is? I said, I had a sore on my brain. I said, you know where your brain is? And she's like, yeah. And I said, I had a, I had a sore on my brain, and when they removed it, it made my face droop. And she said, oh, okay. And then she did this crooked smile and skipped off. And when I tell you, I laughed and cried all at the same time because it's the innocence of a child. Like, mm-hmm. she didn't care. She didn't, she didn't care. See I ain't going to lie. I almost just started crying. That was right. such a right, right there. Right. <laughs> yeah. That almost. Oh, Lord. Give me a tissue. That almost made me cry. I know. Kids. I yes. Like, you know. I cannot with you, little girl. She was so cute. And then she just twisted her little face and was like, oh, I can do that, too. And just. Yeah. And out. nothing was wrong nothing with Nothing was wrong. So I was like, I'm okay, God. Okay, I'm back. And so for, you know, a little while, be okay. And then then if I go out with friends and no guy would ask me to dance or they Mm -hmm. wouldn't buy me a drink, I'm like, you know, I get into my little pity Mm -hmm. party again. Like, now, God, you know, this ain't what I want. And see, I'm, 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 I'm a lover of relationships. Mm -hmm. I had a lot, but ones I've had are been okay. Right. Just mm-hmm. not the ones that are sustainable, I guess. And so yes. 
I like to have sex. I want to. <laughs> she like, said, let me yeah. just be real with you. Be real. <laughs> yeah. I don't even want to. I'm just like, goodness. You're in the prime yeah. of your life. Right. Yeah. Yes. You know, that's, I'm just, I'm I know. just driving. I'm like, you know, what? Am, what's happening? What am I going to do? So my relationships over the past few years have been with friends, people that have already knew me that just think I'm great. And um, I've been seeing a guy on and off for the past four years. You know, we we're on, but he doesn't want the same things that I want. So mm-hmm. it doesn't work. You know, like we just can't stay together too long because then I'm back into this reality of, okay, your intentions are not this. You know, mm-hmm. you don't want to be married. He's fine in life and good, but we're so good. You know, we're good together, good friends. So. Mm-hmm. That's what I hold on to. That Mr. Right, he's coming. Oh, yeah, he's, he's coming. He's definitely coming. God, God he, he got he, you. He got you. Yeah, he coming. He yeah. already knew all of this. He knows what he I already know all what this. I want, right? God yeah. knows. He knows. Well, he believe knows. you me, I, I, I totally understand. <laughs> like I was saying to you before, prior to the interview, a lot of these illnesses that we as women experience, you know, everybody looks at the physical and, you know, and ask, you know, our treatments and all that kind of stuff in the external. But it is such a mental. It it, 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 it really, really works on our mental. It does. You know, it really does. We have our scars. I'm, I'm learning to look at my scars as battle scars mm. and battles that I have won. I love that. But it, it's taken a really... Really long time. It does. And, I, you know, like I said, I'm going on 14 years and I'm still not where I feel like I want to be, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I started kind of listening, you know, just took, took some steps back to kind of figure out, okay, what does God want from me? Maybe I just need to start listening and stop complaining to him and, mm-hmm. and whining all the time when... You know, like you had cancer. Okay, that's the worst thing you can get, you know, besides the other horrible mm-hmm. diseases. Anybody mm-hmm. would want to have, look like me versus have a death sentence, dying right. in six months or, you know, like I'm just out here tripping over this external, but it's all, you know, it's. It's, it's human. It's what, it's, yeah. it's what it is. Yeah. And you're right. Like, I, God did allow me to go through this because I, I would rather it be me than any of my family or friends. I really mm. don't think they could handle it. Like, they wouldn't be able to go. Like, I'm a, I'm a person who is um, outgoing, which is why everybody always thinks I'm, uh, you know, I'm okay. Yeah. Like, she's, yeah. ain't nothing wrong with Leslie, you know. I she's understand good. that, she too. There. <laughs> She go out by herself. You know, I go, I'm, I love beer. So I'm always at breweries. People know my name at some of my little spots. <laughs> yeah. well, girl, we're going to have to hook up because I love I beer love too. Going to these little breweries and I just like getting out. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm kind of like my dad as, as far as the social aspect of life is. Like, I just like to be out. And if nobody wants to go, I'm going anyway. Period. Yeah, <laughs> you still got to live. Now, you I'm still have to there. live while you're living. You, you still don't know have how to. how I'm feeling while I'm out there. You know, yeah. like most of the time I'm okay until somebody, you know, say something stupid me, or, you know, or they ignore <laughs> yeah. me. Like, especially women, it, it really breaks my heart when I try to approach a woman and, you know, have a conversation and then they're like feeling, they make me feel like I'm a weirdo or something. Right. And then they walk off like, I don't know. Right. Her. Yeah, and, and it's that's hurtful not right. because I'm like it's, it's we're very supposed hurtful. to embrace each other and and mm-hmm. love each other and yes. lift each other. You know, you don't know what I'm experiencing right now. Right, right. It took me a whole two minutes to go over to you and right. say hello. I'm trying to, you know, <laughs> right. Yeah, trying to open you. up. Yeah, trying yeah. to be open, and then now I'm back to that place where you know I'm uncomfortable, and I just go and mm-hmm. sit in a corner somewhere. You know, like. That's why we've got to really be conscious of how we treat people right. and what we say to people because you're true. That's true. You never know what someone is going is going on in the inside. Mm-hmm. A smile Just smile is a mask too. Yes. Mm. It definitely for is. a hurting person. Yeah, true. Yes. Yeah. We yeah. wear smiles 
all we do. the time. We 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 <laughs> and have to get out breaking there and down and crying on the inside. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Nobody yeah. knows how often I you know I I break down because I'm tired of you know doing that to my friends and family. I'm tired of you know complaining and you know I'm like they are sick of me, which is why I you know I said I don't need to keep sharing this journey because people are over me like they don't want to they don't want to hear no, this again no we need to hear yeah, it people need, we need to they hear need it. to hear it but yeah god god said girl this is what i want you to do and so this is my third opportunity to do that this year and i've been i'm real grateful for it let me I'm, get that oh can i we am get a half so half? glad i am so glad, glad. for your bravery like yeah being brave. Yes. wanting me to do i really do yes because it takes a lot yeah. It, it takes being it brave. I have a question. Yeah. Um, at the time when everything was happen, happening, um, you had young children. How did that affect them, seeing mm. you going through that? How did you still, how were you going through the situation and trying to comfort them at the same time? It's ama- My kids are resilient. Like, my son never... Um, never flinched he 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 never thought anything about it and I would ask him because I volunteered at his school a lot while I was off work and I'd be like son are you embarrassed for mommy to come you know come up to to school he was like no what 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 age were you he was um nine at the time and my daughter was in high school she was getting ready to graduate from high school okay Okay. but she she didn't care either Uh, she was more worried about the little busted up car i was driving can you drop me off on that corner mom i'll be i'll meet you at that corner (laughs) y'all used to do that to me yes and and my always embarrassed about cars she didn't care because she was a cheerleader and so Uh, i was always at her game and everything but um her friends were really loving and supportive and their mm-hmm. mothers so people were really nice to me most most of the people were, were very nice they knew what i had gone through so that community you know the school community was good mm-hmm. no one you know and i just want to say that um tatted mommy she said hello she said she knows you nicole nicole hey, yeah tatted mommy uh oh, Darion said this is a beautiful story. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Just a few people that's been commenting. Um, I believe Jeff Nichols, um, oh. he gave the praise in hands. Just want to say that. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So people are watching it. People are oh, listening and, and taking notes to not, to not ignore signs. If right. you feel like something is wrong, you know, we've been saying this through this whole interview. If you feel like something is wrong, Definitely go get checked out. And if you have to get a second opinion, it's okay. It's okay. Second, third, fourth, fourth yeah, whatever. You need yes. that reassurance. Let's live. Let's live our best lives and, and yeah. take care of ourselves. Yeah. You know, and, and there, there, there are clinical trials and stuff out there. That's, so that's, that's what there. helped me. Okay. You know, you clinical mm-hmm. trials? Yeah, I just, I just, I'm, I'm in it. I just, I'm oh, six for the, months. I'm for the leukemia. Two, so 24 weeks out from my last treatment. But wow. when that doctor told me, well, we're just going to watch and wait. Yeah, your numbers are out of whack, but we usually wait till they get extremely... Mm-hmm. Well, I'm like, so why in the hell would I do that? Because I don't yes. care. I went up there just to tell you how good God is. It was the last day they were accepting anybody for the clinical trial. I was the last person that they... <laughs> took I had just lost my job because of the disability everything that was paid for what? everything God is good. let's get a hand clap for that God is good <laughs> yes he looks out for you I can't pay for no microphone oh yeah ma'am that's, that's gonna be five hundred dollars oh, oh, I seen that I y'all saw that I seen it we got it on camera I got excited <laughs> You break, you buy. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> but yeah, you know what? Uh, I really am curious because you said they they weren't able to get all of it. No. Do you ever have to worry about it growing or um, yeah, that's a going question. back in or anything? So after um, after my surgery uh, in December, which was I guess about what six months later, they did the radiation. I went through um, um, three bouts of radiation. 
to okay. remove the remaining tumor. And that's when um, that's when I kind of fell apart. You know, when I told you I started acting up because did you lose your hair? The, and stuff? No, no, actually I didn't. Um, I just I had uh, you know they shaved the side of my hair off, and I had a part of my belly to replace the skin oh, on my brain. Okay. And then um, you know I, I didn't tell you I lost my hearing on my right side, so that my I don't have an eardrum that's gone. So oh, okay. I'm challenged with yeah, my I was hearing ask that. too. But um, I went to the, you know, to do the radiation treatment, and the guy, uh, the tech said, you know, how long, how long has it been, you know? And I was like, um, about six months. And he said, oh yeah, you're never gonna get your face back. And and I was oh. like, Mama, like, like like that? that? He said it just. Yeah, he was like, I hate oh. to tell you, if it's been that long, it's it's probably not gonna come back. And I, you know, had to get in that stupid little cage looking like Hannibal Lecter, go through that little thing. And I, I, was, lo- I was losing my mind. My girlfriend had to come to the hospital and pick me up because I, I had a breakdown. I just I couldn't, I, I couldn't see. I was like, he said it's never going to change. And I think that was mm. the first installment of, you know, uh, that I, I I literally took to heart, like, okay, I am going to be like this, which is why I started, you know, mm-hmm. acting foolish out there. Like, okay, mm-hmm. if I got to do this, then. That was horrible bedside. It man. was horrible, you know, and and these doctors have that, that, even my surgeon, I mean, I'm grateful for him, but Dr. Olson um, at one of the best hospitals in Atlanta, mm-hmm. you know, told me, yeah, um, we'll do this brain tumor, you know, this surgery is going to be about nine hours, he said. And I'm going to tell you, you're probably going to be left with a little droop in your face, but, you know, um, but you're going to be alive, you know. And I was like, well, what do you mean, what kind of droop in my face, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, but does it always happen? He was like, no. He said, it, you know, sometimes you're okay. It just depends on where the tumor is, how we're able to get it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, okay. Oh well, then I'm going to be fine because I was mm-hmm. thinking, you know, that's not right. going to be me. Right. And then boom, it was me. I'm like, what? What? Yeah. Why am I the one? Yeah. You know, we as women, society puts so much pressure on what we look like. What we look like. Yes. I put so you much know. pressure on what we. Yeah, look we like. yeah <laughs> we internalize that and do that. Yeah. Like you know, I'm fabulous with my clothes on, but honey, don't let me take my clothes off. Oh, I know. Now listen. You know, <laughs> with all these scars, <laughs> you're beautiful, girl. You're beautiful. Both of y'all are beautiful. You I'm know? starting to. I mean, I'm I, the thing about this is I am in such a a, a good place right now. I mean, mm-hmm. I still struggle uh, every day with this right here, the face. But, you know, my body isn't where I want it to be, but I swear I love getting naked. I do not care. Like, I am, I'm so happy. <laughs> I know, that's right. I'm so happy I can walk, move, drive, yes. do everything that I yes. always did. You know, because there's, yeah. there's people that were in my support group that had to go on disability. You know, they can't go to work because mm-hmm. they don't want people to see them. They become hermits, you know. Mm-hmm. They just waste away. And I'm like, that is never going to be me. That's I not going to be you. It can't be. It's just yeah. not who who I'm built to yes. be. You know, and even though I've not found a church home since I've been home, but... Um, Phillips Temple. You know what? <laughs> Jeff Payne. I got to put my plug in. Right, plug, 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 plug. Uh, That's the one she Phillips Temple. Yeah. But you know what? When I go to visit churches, it... it it kind of puts me in a bad place again because somebody always, you know, somebody always thinks something's wrong with me. Mm. Oh, sister oh, in the man. back, come on up. Let me pray for you. Let me pray for your healing. Well, why don't you just ask me what I need? Or yeah, right, wrong? right. Yeah, put you because on blast. I don't need healing. I'm healed. Right. I right. need restoration. Period. Come on, so now. Yes. I need you. Come on, now. I need God to restore me. I, I'm mm-hmm. I'm perfect. I'm in a good bill of health. Yes. So now you done brought all this attention to me, mm-hmm. and now yeah. people think something's wrong with me. Right. And they think something's wrong with me. So now, you know, that's just... I, Oh mm. my goodness, it's so hard to even go to church. Yeah, yeah. Well, I have a question. Um, what kind of things did you do to regain your 
confidence back from, you know what I'm saying, your self-confidence back from your image. I, I don't want to sound rude, but I just want to know how did you gain your confidence yeah, to get not, out here to mingle and... Yeah, um, actually, um, I had a friend, um, Tiana Wright, um, who came to my house um, one weekend, and she she grabbed, she I think, she, I don't know what was going on. Listen, I can't, the tumor has created some memory stuff. That's <laughs> I do have some cognitive things going on, which was, which was why it was real hard for me to go back to work. I was laid off three times. Um, you know, after I had this tumor with three different companies. And so I went and started driving for Uber and Lyft. And I did that for like seven years. I literally just went back to work last year. And that's mm-hmm. only because I need insurance. <laughs> I was like, okay. I was making so, I was doing really, I made way more money with Lyft and Uber than I do on my job. Really? So, yes, wow. yes, mm-hmm. I was doing amazing. But, the <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but she came to my house and she, um, she told me grab a piece of paper, like whatever Tiana tells me to do. I swear, I don't know how she does it because she's also younger, way younger than me, and bossing me around. And she was like, um, <laughs> she cared about. I thought you. she did. She it. I you. thought she need yeah because she's kind of like one of those uh, spiritual and yeah. you know energy, you know, just positive. And she was like, I want you to write these things down on this paper, and I was like. Why you can't write them down? Because I thought she wanted it, you know. So mm. I was like, okay, I'm her secretary, and she was like, I am perfect. I am, and just all these affirmations. She mm-hmm. just said, I want you to read those every day. So I was like, girl, now you always do this to me. She was <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, okay, and so that's that's how it all started. And then I start um, one. For the holidays, I went home, and I came back, and my my mirror in my bathroom was completely cracked and broken all on the floor. Just randomly? Yeah. I was like, somebody breaking the house? Like, I mean, I started going through the house, and it was nothing but that mirror. Uh So I just started using that mirror as my affirmation wall. I didn't replace it. I just left the the big mirror on the one side, and... That big mirror became my wall, and every day I would just write or put post-its or whatever it was I was dealing I with. I my bathroom, yep. period. I got affirmations all around my mirror around my bathroom. And every, every day, that's the first thing I would see. Mm-hmm. Instead of my face, I would see those affirmations. Like, mm-hmm. I'm beautiful just the way I am. Yes. I am restored. I am this. And so... That became my way, and then I started just every day in my car listening to affirmations, going to bed with the affirmations in my ear, you know, stuff mm-hmm. like that. So that's what I was This beauty's on the inside. It really is. This yes. is just a shell. It's, it right. really is. I just, I had to, I had <laughs> to get yeah. that. And, you know, you have to get that deep in. Like, it's mm-hmm. still, like, I struggle still, but yeah. I remind myself, like, it's sometimes it's every minute that I got to say, okay, turn Change my thought process. Yes. Change it because no, you're not. Oh, I, I, like today I woke up and I was like, oh Lord, have mercy. Just a bad day, you know. I just couldn't see not one good thing. Didn't like what I was wearing. Didn't like my hair. I needed my hair needs to be rebraided and blah blah blah. I just everything and I was like, this is not my lovely day. Well, that's not the energy that you gave us when you walked in. You gave us the greatest talk, energy ever. Yes, I had to talk yes. myself out of it. That's what I do all all throughout the day, even yeah. at work. You know, sometimes I'm just going. I do have something I want to share with you, and I'm going to share it with you after our interview. Oh, because a friend, I woke up to this. I've, I, I've met this lady that's kind of like taking me under her wing, mm-hmm. she sees those insecurities in me and kind of understand the internal dialogue I have with myself. And so she sent me something today, and I want to share it with you. I love it. Most yes. definitely. I love it. And I want to ask you, did you have any words of encouragement or motivation mm-hmm. for someone who may be struggling with a negative uh, self-image? Well, you know, what I do, what I try to tell myself um, often um, is to see myself the way God sees me. You know, like there, you know, it took me, 
I didn't learn until probably about six years ago that there is nothing that I can do to keep me, you know, to keep God from loving me. Like, mm-hmm. that just never resonated with me. I always thought, oh, I, you know, I'm disappointing him or, you know, my sin is going to keep me from getting restored and this, that, and the other. And, you know, just one day it clicked that there is absolutely nothing I can do to keep God from loving me. Like, I could go blow up the bank and he would still love me the same like that's yes. not going to change he doesn't change he doesn't so change. i always just try to look at how god sees me because i know that he thinks i'm amazing you know like what he created is it's mm-hmm. just that yes. simple so i just encourage people to you know find something bigger than yourself um to be a part of to you know keep yourself involved and around positive energy and people and things, you know, don't, don't, you know, stay away from all the, the negativity, you know, yes. yeah. just continue to, to talk to yourself. Just don't give up. Like, yes, it doesn't always happen overnight. Everybody is not as strong as we like to be. And, you know, it's, it's, a it's challenging. It is challenging when something happens to, you know, when I, when I went through another little surgery, to, a procedure to kind of um, make balance this out a little because this was worse. It was over here. Okay. So um, it did balance it out quite mm-hmm. a bit. But I had this little scar, and I was like, oh, I look like a badass. I you know, scar. Right, I was about to say. Oh, I want y'all to see my scar now because I feel like... You know, I've been sliced, and I think people think I've been in a fight. <laughs> <laughs> like, like Michael, girl. Was, like Michael Jackson. I always wanted to be like, you know, this girl that my my baby sister had to beat up my, my people that tried to get at me. And I still can't make a fist, okay? So I'm like, yeah, now I look like, yeah, not, like I didn't. That's okay, you got God to fight for you. Yeah. <laughs> another question the support group that you were in for anybody who may you know be dealing with something similar now yeah. was it only for people like who may have had like like a tumor or cancers or anything or was it just yeah like- well what you'll find is that um with any kind of tumor or ailment anything there are support groups specifically for that so i was in a support group for um people who had an acoustic neuroma tumor they're called ANAers. And um, and and it worked for me for a little while, but they depressed me. You know, the people. Mm. Sometimes you have to be careful about being in support groups or just taking away what you need from it. Because mm-hmm. when I tell you, sometimes they can just have these constant pity parties. They mm-hmm. want you to feel bad and sad for them and stuff. And I'm like, no, mm-hmm. I want to know. I'm in this support group so that I can see. Who did you go to to help you fix your face? You know, right, like, right. Wh- you want encouragement. You with your right. eye? Do, do you still have this? That's what I wanted, and I didn't often find that in my right. particular support group. So after I got information about different surgeons and doctors and things mm-hmm. I could do, I was like, I'm out. I can't yeah. do it. I got to find my own. I yeah. find another kind of support group. But yeah. yeah, there there's definitely if anybody ever is diagnosed with an acoustic neuroma, they can message me and I'll give them, you know, all the information that I have um, as far as support because there are some great doctors. They do have um, they have a website where you can actually go. You don't have to go into a group, mm-hmm. and you can actually get stuff off the website. That, that's real helpful. Did you stay here locally and get? Or, or, or were you in Georgia? I was in Georgia. Oh, okay. Yeah, so from okay. 2009, um, I, I moved home uh, when my dad got sick. Oh, So okay. I've been back for about six years. Because I know Ohio State. Y'all, I, I know, I, and I, you know, I listen. love Ohio State. And I was going to say, have yes. you tried Ohio State? Because they may be able to, you know, help you out. No, I haven't. Now, people always ask me, you know, well, have you gone to see... If there's anything that you can do, I don't know if I'm afraid that it won't work because a lot of these surgeries that they had to kind of help or to fix it mm-hmm. didn't work for everybody. Right. Um, it's a you know because this is a nerve like this is mm-hmm. a nerve that you gotta I guess take 
stuff from your ankle and but you know it was unappealing to me because they said I would have to bite down in order to smile and yeah. I was like I'm not a puppet I don't want to go through that but they probably have a lot of different surgeries now because mm-hmm. this was back in 2012 when I you know did my mm-hmm. research the last time I think that I'm I I'm just want You're God okay. I want God to fix this. I want to see that miracle. You Mm -hmm. know, I know he can do it. And Mm -hmm. I think a part of me is just being, it's just waiting on God. You putting him at his word. (laughs) We we putting him at his word because he don't lie. Or or maybe I'm just scared that it's not going to work and then I'll have another scar. Disappointment. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I just don't want, I don't want to go through that again. I don't want to go under the knife. You know, for yeah. another yeah. eight, nine years, nine um, hours. I'm, you know, that I don't yeah. want to do that. Once you're done with all of that stuff, you don't want to go back. Yeah, but, I, you know, we never know. Because I know that God sends us doctors, resources. Mm-hmm. Sir, you know, I know that he sends Somebody going to see this. I got mm-hmm. a feeling somebody going to see this and be mm-hmm. able to reach out. Mm-hmm. And, and tell me what, what to do what and to where do. to go. Mm-hmm. Or the doctor yeah. see, yeah. That's why these things are so important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's important to yeah. get it out. To get it out, yep. Yeah, yeah I'm so know. glad you came and shared that. With, uh, I am too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it don't even feel like we've been talking for an hour. This has been, been like an hour. hour. Yes, ma'am. Listen, I could talk on and on. Well, yeah. I got one little funny before we go. So, yes, ma'am. Um, I give blood plasma sometimes, you know, for some little extra money. And Friday, last Friday, I went and gave some plasma. And um, I went and joined my girlfriend and, you know, at, uh, at a sports bar mm-hmm. um, uh, on North Main. Um, just going to get a salad and... Major League? Major League. Yeah, that's my spot. <laughs> and um, I ordered a margarita, drank a couple sips. You know, I was like, I need to eat, you know, because I was starting to feel a little weak. So I was like, I just need to eat. And as I was uh, sitting there, after I ate, I, I just started feeling really bad. I was like, oh, my gosh, it's time it's time to go. And my girlfriend was like, Leslie, are you okay? I was like, I don't think so. And she's like, I want you to come and sit down on this bench. And I guess I went and passed out. Ooh. They didn't call the damn paramedics. They brought a big, humongous fire truck. I ain't never seen one this big. <laughs> It's probably like eight paramedics on this coming in this bar. You know, by this time I'm up and I I thrown up, and so I was embarrassed. Like, oh my god, you know, just trying to want to clean up the man's bar. He's like, if you don't sit down, and they came in and they said, oh god, we got to take her. She had a stroke. Mm-hmm. And see, that's the kind of stuff yeah. I get, right? Mm-hmm. And so I'm telling them, I said, no, no, no. I, I said, no, this is a, a from a brain tumor. Tell me your name. I was like, no, I, we got to take you to the hospital. I am not going. I will not you didn't go. go. Mm-hmm. No, I was fine. I said, I just gave blood. I didn't. I didn't think about it. I said, I. This was stupid for me to come. I said, I'm okay. Your blood pressure is very low. And are you sure you're not having a stroke? It. I'm not having a stroke, sir. I'm fine. Please just leave me alone. Get out of here. Right. Scram. Scram. I got others. <laughs> throw up in my purse, down oh. my shirt. I'm like, but so you can still get plasma because it wasn't cancer. No, I, yeah, I can still, I can still give plasma. See, I, I don't think I can give blood. Yeah, I don't mm-hmm. think you should. No, yeah. well, yeah, I, got, I got cancer in my blood, so I, I oh. don't think I don't think nobody uh-huh. want my blood. <laughs> you don't keep That's that nonsense. Yeah. No, I'm talking but about to keep your strength. Well, keep girl, keep your blood and plasma. You don't you need to do here. it. I, I need to do it because I got stuff to take care of. <laughs> now, I, I, I heard you was talking about. I, I know this is, but this has been like a really, really great conversation. But I heard you said that you are you looking for a man. Are you want a man? I want a man. <laughs> we got speed dating on June 29th at 937. Let's see how's that going to go. See what Try I'm saying? You got to have confidence. You got your confidence. You are beautiful. You know, there's a guy who told me, you know, all you need to do is be be confident. That is the yes. biggest yes. thing that I'm attracted to. And I'm like, yeah, that's very few. 
men who But you know like what? That. I'm 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 hearing that, you know, it's so many pretty girls that you know that got all this beautiful hair and all this stuff. And honey, ugly as fuck. <laughs> yes. Yes. They, Those insides ain't worth a damn. Yes. Right. I know it. That's why I love when I meet beautiful inside and out. Yes. Like yes. That's so yeah. cool. Yeah. But I really I do I want to share this with you. Well, this I'm going to I'm going to cut this live off. Oh, I want to say are we still on? Yes, we are still on. I want to uh, say thank you to everybody who tuned in. I want to say thank you for sharing your amazing story. I know it's going to reach people. Yes. yes, I know it's going to reach people and it's it's, it's going to help. Please listen to this and and take it in. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And and love yourself after yourself. and before you are yes. still beautiful. Yes, yes. Okay. you got a Facebook page. I do. Where can they reach you at? Uh, Leslie Lovelace. Leslie <laughs> Lovelace. <laughs> I'm oh my page is uh, not private or anything, so anybody can go on. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> With Dean's baby, huh? Dean's baby. Dean's yeah. Lovelace. Yeah. <laughs> well, this yeah. has been another great episode of Hood Talk Podcast. Thank yeah. you.